Hi everybody. The hooting and the hollering just started. The seven o'clock hoot and holler. Everybody letting them everyone else everybody being thankful that the lights still work. Everybody being thankful that they can still order Grubhub. And that the ga uh, that the uh, garbage is still getting taken out. And that the internet hasn't stopped working. Oh, hi everybody. Thank you guys. It's not as nice today as it was the other day. Sadly, it's been raining the last couple of days, but it's good enough to be outside. Uh, question already, wow. Uh, can I suggest a film for Chapo to watch? I mean, like, as a thing to talk about? <clears throat> well, there's a couple that we have in store, uh, and a couple ideas I've had. I think we should probably do one about uh, Southland Tales at some point. We've talked about it a lot, and uh, might as well. And uh, I want to do an episode with Will about Richard Jewell soon, because I feel like that movie, uh, that movie was really good. Apparently some stuff I said last night was part of orthodox Sunni thought. Of course it is. I mean, it's a cliche to say this, and it's like, it's, it sounds like a, uh, a coexist bumper sticker, but like, all, all religious traditions start from a fundamental understanding of the same reality. They are just translated differently based on the cultural context in which they emerge. They're all groping towards the same thing. They're all grabbing the same elephant. Uh, and so it makes sense. All this stuff refracts through every other secular and religious belief system. Like I said, like Marx, Marx was vibing on these same frequencies, the same way that Buddha, Buddhists are, and uh, Sufis, and fucking, you know, whatever. Or whatever. Even some Prats do that. Not that many, of course. Certainly very few in the United States. Uh, because they think heaven is real. Like, it's a city. I, I gotta say, I don't really know if you can, like, communicate realistically to somebody who is convinced in the way that I am convinced of what I think is real that heaven is like a place like there's a street there's street. same thing with the 72 versions like really that's your idea of eternity you know what eternity is it's like yeah it's basically like a, a, a South Padre Island come on shape up religions let's get out of here uh, I addressed this, but why the CIA uh, preferred abstract expressionism because it did not have a political valence. Because you look at a piece of abstract art and you're going to have an individual response to it. It's not going to refer to a uh, material circumstance that other people can all, that p other people who see it can all agree to. It's totally individualized. The response to it is entirely individualized. And that's great. Then you guys can argue about what it means and none of you will be right and none of you will... Uh, will draw political implications from it because you are making a uh, totally subjective uh, emotional reaction. Uh, social realist art that, that is inextricably linked to uh, the conditions that produce it and points towards those conditions, that's a common vocabulary and a common set of problems that emerge from the, the work that people who all who see it, all who expose themselves to it, they can all have, um, they're all going to have the same vocabulary in discussing it. 
It's not going to be an individualized uh, point of view. And that is dangerous, hypothetically. Uh, I mean, presumably a lot of those feelings will just get uh, uh, recapitulated um, and, and reabsorbed, as they always are. But, you know, if there's too much excess, if there's too much that can't be uh, absorbed, then you really have a problem. <clears throat> Picasso was not an abstract expressionist, of course. Cubism is not uh, abstract expressionism. How will they underreport death counts when bodies keep piling up? Well, for one thing, they're already uh, keeping death counts down by not testing people who have died of it, uh, who are suspected to have died of it but died before they were tested, and by calling things like heart attacks and strokes and uh, 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 <clears throat> yeah, they were opportunities. I'm sorry, I, got, I don't want to get distracted. I'm trying to say something. Uh, but there are... Uh, and the people dying of... Like, the number of people who are dying of COPD and, uh, and pneumonia are already shooting up, and those aren't being counted as COVID deaths. So they're already undercounting to begin with. And it's not even at that point going to necessarily be a question of undercounting as a question of normalizing. To the degree, and now you might say, well, you know, you could overwhelm the healthcare system. Not if we re, not if we re, if we reorient like the expectation of care, if you have it, it'll be like, oh, you have it. There just isn't any place for you, or it's full, or it'll be triaged by like wait time, or or ability to pay, and if you can't get the care in time, that will be sad for you and for your family, but it will also be how things are now. The same way that thousands of people getting shot by guns, thousands and thousands and thousands of people being killed by cars, tens of thousands of people dying, hundreds of thousands of people dying for lack of health care, uh, people dying from surgical mistakes, people dying from every element of capitalist corner cutting and, and, uh, and copper theft uh, copper wire th thievery that has made up uh, uh, the, the, the morbidity... Now, look at fucking opiates. Look at how many people are dying of opiate addiction. Tens, ten, what is it, 80,000 people a year or something like that? That's a, that's a stunningly high number compared to what it used to be even a few years ago. And it's just a sad bummer. It's a thing that happens. Yeah, you're normalizing the structural violence. And you do that at every level. Like, if you accept that, like, this stuff is a mixture of natural circumstance and uh, and structural inevitabilities, then yes, it's violence. And obesity, too. Obesity, too. Like, yeah, we're going to give everybody... Uh, uh, we're going to replace real food with corn paste. We're going to put pesticides in everything that we have no idea what they do to people. And when we find out what they do to people, we're going to throw them away. We're going to fucking dump that information so you never even know. Got, people have, we have so much Roundup in our piss that we could like write our names in the grass and it would stick there uh, because it would kill all the fucking uh, uh, blades. And, and it kills people. It like gives you cancer. But that's just the breaks. And it's like... There has to be a moment of absorbing and recapitulating and like rationalizing the phenomenon as it emerges, which has happened with all the things I'm describing. Um, which means that um, this is just going to be like a more open and more dramatic 
and, and probably more contested, I fucking hope more contested, uh, pro process. Uh, and the degree to which that's uh, going to be true or not is the degree to which uh, they're, they're going to get away with it is the degree to which we let them. I mean, in broad sense, like in, in descriptive sense, and, and not in it, not in a judgmental sense. Like if we let them, it's not that word makes it seem like it's our fault. But it's not because we don't have the tools, and the question is whether we can build them. And there's no certainty we will be able to. We might be able to. We might not. Uh, but it won't be our fault, but it will be because we didn't stop them in like the narrow deterministic sense. Uh, but that's what they're going to try to do. Now that might not happen. Like one of the big reasons is they're going to open up again. State, states are saying they're going to open up right now. What if, I mean, people, people have to work, but people don't have to be consumers. They really don't. They don't have to go to Chili's. Now, a lot of the, you know, these yokels who show up with the shotguns and the AR-15s in front of the state capitals uh, to shoot someone, I don't even know. Uh, you know, that's interesting. The guns at those are really more interesting than the guns at, like, the uh, the rallies where they're trying to, like... Because the guns at the, the culture war rallies that have been before this, and these guys are all copying, the guns are there presumably to protect them from the Antifa, right? Antifa. Antifa. Uh... But now, when they were protesting this, uh, these COVID uh, closings, there's no Antifa. The Antifa kids are all cucks. They're home. They're actually quarantining. <coughs> so the only people there are the, the, the medical uh, staff who, once again, aren't ordering people to do anything. They're just trying to protect, they're trying to save lives who are, that are being lost by the actual existence of the virus. And the police officers who are actually enforcing uh, the law. So once again, what is the law for? I mean, what is the gun for? What is the? Why do you have a gun, dude? Why do you have a gun? And the, and if they thought, I don't even know if they would answer because I think it's just because I'm doing a protest. It's like, it's like you, you wouldn't ask somebody at a protest why you're holding a sign. You know, I think that's it. It's like they're expressing, they're they're expressing their latent, uh, their political power and their latent unspoken willingness to uh, go beyond the ballot, as it were. But of course, it's for most of them, a bluff. And yes, it's a pacifier. It's a binky. No, 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 no. Like, you, they don't even know what they're, what they're carrying it for because it's that deeply ingrained as a totem of strength that they don't actually possess. But yeah, and technology is going to be part of it. Uh, they're going to track the track and trace stuff. That's like literally tracing people. And then, because, I mean, realistically, uh, these guys are going to, I mean, if the technology exists, and it looks like it probably does, if you can do like large-scale testing and tracing, which of course Trump uh, resisted, uh, uh, Trump resisted, um, uh, testing because he wanted to keep the numbers down because he he doesn't he has a child's understanding of everything which means you know like he he understands at one level at one axis level he understands that <clears throat> like you and I like uh, uh, Trump and, and any other president or any other person would understand a large number of people with the, the disease is bad to have we all understand that most people 
because that information is connected to a, a foundation of presumptions that lead to it and have been worked through, know then that if the number, high number of, te- of people with this is bad, then the way to prevent the number from going up is to intervene some way to stop the spread. Trump, he understands the, the mere idea that a high number is bad, but because he has not done any thinking to get there, and couldn't if he wanted to, I mean, maybe if he really thought, if he really concentrated, he could get there, but it would take him weeks to get to even one, like, banal statement of, uh, of, of truth. That's how un, unreflected his life is. That's how, un, how, un, um, how little work he has done into examining any of the structures of thought that uh, he, he operates under. So he sees numbers bad, and he thinks, well, that don't, okay, well, if you test people, they're going to come up with more numbers, so don't test them, and then the number won't go up. And so they told people, don't test. And that is, it's like, it's, that's the difference between an idiot responding to a situation and somebody who has actually thought through what the situation means, even though they could agree on, uh, like, that, that's why I'm so annoyed by the binary, getting annoyed with the binary way we discuss rightness and wrongness about ideas. Because it leads us to argue on the wrong, ter- the wrong planes and the wrong terms. Like big number is bad, is something that both Trump and you know say uh, uh, Jay Inslee or you know somebody who is considered a competent response to this, the South Korean president. Uh, they all know big number bad, so they're both right about that. It's just that they're that Trump is wrong in how he got there. His presumptions are wrong, and so t- you and so. You have to pick like the level where the wrongness is to uh, to get at where the mistake has been made. Like the original branching off into uh, uh, into uh, just premises that will lead you inevitably to the wrong thing. But anyway, um, I forgot what I was saying about that. But yeah, Trump wants the number to go down. Uh, and that's why he resisted testing. But now it's inevitable where you're going to need testing because that's the only way you could plausibly reopen things. And the best way you could reopen things is to solve two problems. You've got to solve two problems by reopening. And they're only solving one right now. And we'll see how much the effect there is. That You can, you can say things are open. And your businesses can open. And if you work at those businesses, you've got to go to work because you had a $1,200 stimulus check and nothing fuck all else went. You probably lost your health care insurance health insurance, and you might get a deadly virus at any minute. Uh, so you um, so you, you will go to work, but you can't make people go and patronize the businesses. You can't make people go to the restaurants and go to the bars and go out if they think the thing is real. And most people do. They're going to be wary about that. And even if they go out, it's going to be for less time. They're going to spend less money. It's like you have to make them feel comfortable about getting out, too. So I think what they're going to find is the only way that they can square the circle, like I've said, the real way to fix this is to more communism the economy and create direct provision and, like, essentially suspend capitalism. And and uh, and you could, you could do that. Don't ask me how, but I guarantee you if i got enough people in a room, we could figure it out. Uh, since that's not going to happen because it would undermine capitalism... Like undermine the markets. We have to get back. And America's a consumer service industry economy. We can't. It's not like you can go. Oh, if we if these were factories, is the thing. Um, if these are factories, 
um, then it would be no problem. Like, if we had an industrial economy, uh, we could make them go back to the factories, and then you're done. You're producing the thing, and you can send it out, and it'll be sold somewhere. But but then that still doesn't follow the service industry economy. When the service industry is such a huge, huge uh, chunk of our economy, then the demand, any kind of significant demand shortfall will result in sustained suppression and contraction. And they don't have any intervention for that, nor do they want one, so they have to prevent it. And if you have this deadly virus out there, and then you're finding out, oh yeah, by the way, uh, you can be like totally healthy, and it just can suddenly start curdling your blood, and then you get a fucking stroke at like 35? I mean, if that keeps happening, and there's no reason to believe it won't as the death toll rises and the number of people who get it rise, people aren't going to want to fucking do that. Uh, I'm just saying, if you work communism in the economy, you don't have a service industry. You, you get rid of the fucking... You're not doing it anymore. You're getting rid of... You're just... It's, it's, it's supply chains replacing uh, 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 the market. Jesus Christ. Um... So, to fix both ends of that equation, to get them back into work, and to get people out of their houses to patronize the businesses, they're going to have to be, they're going to have to, like, they're going to have to take the suppression, like, all these, basically, if you, if you, if you strip down to it and you ask them, all those people protesting at those state capitals, if you were to, like, make them break down their belief system on what this is, and you got to exclude the ones who think that it's not a real virus, because that's that's an incommensurability beyond your ability to breach. But if they believe the virus is real, and it is as deadly as it is presented, so you got to start with those people. And that is going to be a subsection. But if you got them down and they admitted that, then what they're basically arguing for is this is slavery that we have to be kept in our homes. Freedom would be if people who are sick had to stay in their homes, and I got to go out. And that is a perfect capsule description of the American conception of freedom since the founding of the country. That is what liberty is. It's a X amount of work has to be done, X amount of surveillance must be maintained, X amount of discipline must be enforced, X amount of misery must be inflicted essentially to maintain this social structure. It is unfair to me uh, liberty is being impo- uh, being infringed. Freedom is being undermined. The degree to which I must feel it. And then the reason for that is because there are people who deserve to feel it and not more than me. Or, in a binary sense, they do and I don't. And of course that's where slavery, you know, the settler colonial mindset of like, the justification is the difference between me and you. That is what, and it's in my head, but it's what justifies the imposition of the social costs, the externalities, the external miseries created by building a social order and maintaining it onto you. And that is freedom because I, because I'm here, don't deserve to have these things infringed, imposed on me. They do. And that's where, you know, that's 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 the basis for the fucking, uh, and I am gonna, uh, the xenophobia stuff. And so the next, like, group to, that's going to enter into the pantheon of others who deserve to have this stuff happen to them will be people who are sick with porn, with Cor- Corbin, Corbin, Dave, Dave, uh, Bill Corbin. <laughs> no, the, uh, people who have it, because if you can, if you have robust testing, which we could do, if we really put the fucking pedal to the metal. 
then you could get a better map of where it is, and then and it, when it did emerge, you could get it quickly and then button it up. And then if that went with tracing where those people are and enforcing through full legal means quarantine on them, that would be uh, freedom to the people doing the protesting. That would be that would be liberty. Uh, now people are talking about how oh there's no antibodies blah 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 whatever. I'm not talking about we don't know any about that stuff and honestly it wouldn't matter because this is all about uh, Corvid Bernstein. This is all what uh, what they have to do. And like I say, if even after then because of lack of antibodies there's still a higher mortality, it will be incorporated. It has to be. I'm just talking about the general contours. And so. Even though the the imposition on the person, like here we got a thing where there's a light load on everybody. It's not that hard. There's a light load on anybody. I guess why I'd say this: there's a light load on everyone who is under quarantine. There's a heavy. There's a light load on everyone under quarantine because we placed a heavier load on the people who still have to work in essential industries. So we had like X amount of like general liberty. Now we have less, and it's been dis that's been displaced onto essential workers. But even that thin amount of liberty imposition on quarantine people with bullshit jobs, uh, but but a, a, a basement full of AR-15s, uh, is too much because it's any basically, and so their solution would be take this small amount that I have to feel and place it onto this larger category of people suffering from COVID, and they will have their freedoms restricted even more than the fucking essential workers uh, uh, had, or certainly we all had collectively under quarantine. Now you are tracked and traced and can be arrested, and I guarantee you, in a situation like that, the penalties would get stuffer, would get more severe because the need to maintain, in order to maintain the system of individuals to stay home, because these aren't just people under quarantine; these are people who are positive. Uh, they will, and they will dehumanize them. Look at John Cornyn saying, like, you know, fifty percent of COVID deaths, they're, uh, they had underlying conditions like obesity and heart disease, and it's like, dude, that's all of your constituents and everyone, and it's like they all know they all, they don't think of it that way because they're not going to get it. So, like, you you see that, and you're like, well, how would a fat person who lives in Texas, and it's not like there aren't any, and likes Cornyn. How's he going to read that? He doesn't read that and say, your life matters less because you were overweight? No, because that fucking loser had COVID, and I don't, and I won't get it. So yeah, like that's what American liberty has always meant. It has meant the extent to which I am free of the burdens required to perpetuate the, the, the circumstances of my uh, civilization. And that's why, and that's where these, it's like, it, 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 it is, it, like, I think that uh, very little things are actually hypocritical. Uh, I don't think hypocrisy is real, honestly. I feel like either, uh, one, like, hypocrisy of, like, uh, of, like, believing in a thing and acting a different way, I don't think that's hypocritical, because, as I said, believing a thing doesn't mean anything it's your acting out of the thing that you believe, which means that, like, for example, if you're a Christian fundamentalist who has an affair or jacks off, that doesn't mean, that's, 
then none of that negates you being a Christian. And being a Christian doesn't negate you having jacked off or cheated. So, like, the hypocrisy, I don't, I don't think that, that... The idea there, the underlying idea is that, well, if you are this, you'll never do that, and I don't think that that's realistic. <laughs> because the doing that is, is everything. The, the thinking that is only afterwards. Um, and it's incorporated either way. And in things like this, like these kind of ideas, like these ideological contradictions, like, oh, you know, you got a gun, but you think black uh, police lives matter. It's like, that's not a hypocrisy. Because their definition of liberty is such that liberty is other people who deserve it bearing a burden of, of, of policing and uh, authoritarianism and exploitation that I, because they have it coming in some fundamental way, they brought it about. And so... And that's, I mean, you want to talk about Protestantism being like a key piece of software or a key piece, right, uh, uh, one of the most important lines of code that went into the, the development of America uh, is that that really, one of the only ways to make sense of that is if you believe that, uh, that you can know who deserves anything in this world. And of course, it's like racism is an easy way to do it visually because it just it carries a lot of shit with it. But before you even get to racism, you get to uh, uh, fortune. You get to who's happy, who's who's successful, who is where they are. If God controls all, then those who are pleased, those who sit in the positions of respect and uh, and uh, prosperity, why? I mean, why would God let them be there if He didn't want them there? If they were believers, of course. Uh, and it's like, you can argue about how that's not really what was in Calvinism, and it wasn't. But like, you know, there are, in Buddhism, like, how many forms of Buddhism have, like, gods and, like, demigods? I mean, it's it's all syncretic. All religion is syncretic. So, so like, whatever pure strain theory that nerd Calvin was talking about with predestination and stuff... Whatever the hell that is, the 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 the, uh, the American uh, settler was not operating on anything that refined. They were operating on "you shall know him by his uh, his his shit," basically. And so that means if you got COVID and I didn't, that was I mean somebody made that happen. If you're black and I'm white, somebody chose to put the mark of Cain on you, or the mark of Ham on you. Uh, so, if, you're, if you live in Guatemala, and I live in the United States, uh, and you're the one that gets the death squads that my country pays for, uh, I did not get a haircut. I might, I might shave my head. I don't know. Might do it. Might not. People want to know if AOC sucks now. Once again, I feel like these are the terms that we should not think in. If somebody does something you don't like, like AOC did a fucking periscope with Warren today, and it's like, oh god. And the idea is, like, if you don't like that, and that is, it's like, there's an amount you cannot like that that will, like, guarantee, okay, I have now brought this person as bad. This person's in the bad bin. And that doesn't really help you in any way, because they're still around, and you still have to deal with them. If, the question is always, 
uh, is AOC useful? And that and that is an independent question of whether she's good or not. She might be a celebrity liberal. I think she probably is, but I can't know. We're all dividing chicken bones. We're all looking at entrails and trying to figure out if we know these people we never can. We can't even know ourselves. How the fuck are we going to know all these other people? Ah, this person's actually a celebrity uh, craving liberal. This person's actually a real true believer. You will never know. You will never know. You know them by their actions, their, calamor- their collection of actions. And that shouldn't make you have an idea of what they're, what's inside of them. It should give you an idea of what to expect from them. And those are different things. Because what to expect from them imposes the idea that it's going to be contextualized. That every given moment is going to have a context that will determine what the right thing to do is. That is different than saying uh, uh, bad. That means that no matter what's happening, there's no situation where this person should ever be engaged with. And that, I think, is... I mean, I'm not talking about it morally being wrong. I think that it's just the wrong way to think about things. I think it's a way that... It's too brittle. It's too two-dimensional. I would say that I don't trust AOC because of her past actions. I will continue to not trust her, but I will uh, acknowledge her reality of existence and deal with it. And what that means doesn't mean... uh, uh, thinking she's a girl boss or saying that she's never going to do anything wrong or that she's always going to do everything right nothing, it doesn't imply anything other than um, then that I'm going to have a certain like expectation that I'm going to uh, consult when I'm like processing a given specific situation, is Felix in here? Felix is in the stream? oh my god I didn't see that Felix was in here. There he is. He's crying. Say hi. What? Well, what up, though? Hey, buddy. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Not bad. What's going on? I'm just doing uh, just rapping, just rapping with the, the squad. Let me let me put in let me get my earbuds so I can have better audio for this. I'm just, uh, I'm done with all my tasks for today. I did oh. them all. How the your- fuck did I put these? I own like three things and I fucking lose them all the time. Oh, well. Yeah, I know. I know. They're probably yeah. in my coat pocket. Lost your jewel. How all right. you losing your jewel? No, no, I don't lose the, I don't lose my vape anymore because it's like, it's. No, the jewel, yeah, it's too, uh, it's too hefty. Yeah, it was well, like bright orange. Like fucking look at this shit. Oh, that's sick. Um like half the time that jewel will be like stuck to your arm or something. Well that that was the problem with the jewel, and that's like one of the reasons I don't use it anymore. Yeah. Where the <laughs> fuck did I put this? I like literally just fucking bought these. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like got them like dude, I went to I went to Dwayne Reed because I needed new headphones. There, there was this woman in front of me in line who was like fucking basically screaming at the cashier for not having a mask because he was like trying to be nice and he was like yeah uh, I told them we need masks and they don't like have clean ones for me and she was like she was like you what I do, do you understand do you, do that thing that people do as service employees where they're like oh you understand I don't think you understand and 
I was like in a bad mood because I was resetting my sleep cycle. Like it was the only reason I was in it. Fucking CVS and, or Dwayne Reed at 8 a.m. And I just like flipped out. I was like, uh, he already fucking answered you. Like, why are why are you fucking why are you like hectoring this poor guy? And she was like, uh, <laughs> she's like, three of my friends have COVID, and I just lied. And I was like, yeah, mine too. You shouldn't act like that. I just fucking lied. But it's like when someone's like, that's like the worst thing you can do is like just be awful to some fucking minimum wage guy and be like, oh, it's because my friends have COVID. Like, fuck you. She deserved for me to lie to her. Yeah, no, fuck that lady. Yeah. People, people love people love screaming at each other to like put masks on and uh, call the cops. Everyone's getting a chance to uh, just, just get their turn authoritarian. Yeah. No, they just like, okay, I found them. I found them. They were actually at a coffee table. Good place to put them. There we go. No, yeah. They just like, I mean, this is like, no, I'm not like anti-lockdown or anything, but it is like, I think like people are kind of right that it is alarming how quickly people could just use this to like turn on other people or like just rat like lock it into their pre-existing thing of screaming at service workers and normal yeah. people or whatever yeah well before you uh, got on i was actually talking about this i was talking about my, my idea my theory is that like if they develop they're able to produce enough tests and get enough tracing going that they're going to just like are the next like people we hate are going to be people with covid yes we're going to get rid of the quarantine on everybody else and then people with it are going to get like you know, gun to your head, can't leave your house shit, and then it's going to be, yeah, fuck that. Fuck yeah. Fuck you. It's like, yeah, it's... I mean, for a while there, I mean, I'm, like, stupidly optimistic about some things, and for, like, the first week or two weeks, I was like, yeah, I mean, like, more people that, I've, that I haven't talked to in a while are contacting me, and, like, it, people seem to be talking to their families more, and that's nice, and, like, maybe this will make like a lot of people less awful and insane people are still doing that but i didn't realize how quickly it would just become another awful thing another thing that you slot pre-existing awful behaviors into yeah yeah no that's the thing yeah like changing situations don't really change people you just apply your pre-existing shittiness to the situation yeah yeah Mm. yeah we always we assign like mystical qualities to both time and situation as if there were no, there are no like overriding characteristics prior to that. We think that time is time and both trauma are forces that work for us for however we want them. Yeah. Like, Oh, we're, uh, we're going to face this together. And it's, it's all going to, it's like the way, the day everything changed. It's like, no, no, today you were just the same asshole as before. That's why that, that like, so, like, if I've identified, like, one message of the Biden campaign, it's, like, when America comes together, it can accomplish anything. And it's, like, I couldn't realize, I didn't realize, like, quite why, like, that hit me on such, like, a fucking, it grossed me out on such a spiritual level. And I think it was, you remember that story from, like, a, a two weeks back about that, like, poor fucking woman who, she just signed up to work at a grocery store. She was young, and she wanted to just, like, help people during covid and her, she just died, and her last paycheck was for like nine dollars, like something bucks. just yeah. fucking cool. insulting. 
And I realized why it, like, it, it, it irritated me so much. It was because it's like, well, people are coming together. And, like, a lot of people, a lot of people who are, like, in very precarious economic spots or whatever, like, they're, they're like, yeah, no, I won't go out. I won't fucking do any of this. I will, like, risk homelessness. I will, or in the most extreme example, like this one, like, I will literally risk death and I will die to help people during this. And it's like, no, people are doing that. They just don't get shit for it. Like, no, right. it isn't incentivized or rewarded in the slightest. Without uh, PPE, uh, there's a guy like the asshole in Philadelphia who bought the Hanneman Hospital and closed it to make copies. Yeah. And it's like, hey, can we reopen it? He's like, yeah, for a million bucks. Yeah, you do, like, you don't have to tell, like, fucking, like, working class people or whatever, like, oh, you have to come together. <laughs> like, they are. But he, he's literally just, he's literally just, it's, I figured out what he actually means. He means that, like, his suburban voters can be friends with their Trump voting uncles again. That's yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's it. Everybody shakes hands over their over their barbecue, waving at each other. Uh, yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody gets to stop fighting about Trump after all. Yeah, it's such a fucking unbelievable cynical, but but it's like I, I think that's like if anything is going to like turn suburban people out, it's that. That's what they actually care about. Yeah, no, that's what they care about. And the thing is, it's like people talk about things getting worse making people more possible of organizing. It's like, no, people are just, things are miserable. But the, but the flip side is, is yeah, things are getting worse, but people are like, by definition, having to come closer together just to survive because of how much worse things are getting. And if there's anything good happens, it's going to be because of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like, yeah. I don't know what changes it. Yeah. I, don't, I like, have no idea. Yeah. Well, we're hoping. I'm. Not, I'm just hoping people like rediscover the value of, uh, of yeah, you know, uh, non-market transactions. I guess you know, like how, how, yeah. like, like with less money and less interest and less ability to do anything, and like you're gonna depend more on people helping you in ways that aren't fucking uh, putting your hand in each other's pockets. You're gonna actually have to like cooperate. Yeah, and I do want to see, like, I don't want to just be pessimistic. Like, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen, like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people, like, go out of their way, including, like, people I've never known to really do that. But it is, I don't know. It just, just, it, it sucks that, like, the main political message this year will be, like, let's stop fighting over Trump. Let's, come on, Jack. I think it sucks. It fucking sucks. Oh, God. And now even like even the even the phony Me Too feminists have now realized they can't ignore the preponderance of evidence, and so now they're like, yeah, I guess Biden is a, a rapist, but jeez, oh, that's yeah. Tough, what huh? what can I do? Oh well, that's just you like you've admitted that you're. Enti- I think it sucks. It fucking sucks. Oh God. And now even like even the even the phony Me Too feminists have now realized they can't ignore the preponderance of evidence. And so now they're like, Yeah, I guess Biden is a, a rapist, but jeez, oh, that's Yeah, tough, what huh? what can I do? Oh well that's just you've like you've admitted that your entire like the thing you claim to be fighting for this whole time means nothing. And now you're supposed to get people to actually engage with this process? Well, that is, I think that's like a silver lining of the Biden presidency. And like, if I was going to try to sell it to someone, I would say like, 
that is going to be the end of that type of media because like seriously like no one reads it and like biden like won't you the biden people don't have any fucking use for that like you're gonna tell like biden's not gonna talk about bodies in spaces he's never talk about bodies in spaces no yeah and it's like also the retreat of liberals from like any type of like cultural or political struggle because that all that's all biden's doing it's just gonna like give people at least like 10 million people the permission to stop giving a shit about any of this no for totally no i honestly could foresee i mean forgetting the fucking i mean first you have the reality of the of the virus but beyond that i could see just a giant drop in participation like we could we could go under 50 percent easily turnout easily and then like yeah when that like look when i see like teen vogue post shit about (laughs) like like, uh, i I mean, that's the logical endpoint of all this, that everything gets subsumed and co-opted. When I see Teen Vogue be like, y'all, we're doing Leninism today. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's not going to, that's, it's, they're going to go back to what they were like three, like two years from now if Biden wins, because it's like, you can't keep this up. There won't be a market for that anymore. People will go back to just posting about fucking CW shows. Yeah. Yeah. They'll bring back Firefly finally. And that's all we'll talk about. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I do think a Biden presidency would be hilarious. Like, I'm excited for it in that aspect. It's going to be really It'd fucking be funny. So funny. It'd be so funny. Just and like, what's 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 Hunter going to do? Oh my god! What if Hunter smokes crack in the White House? That would be amazing. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Oh my god, he is. I mean, like, yeah, he could he could sell crack in the White House. Like, what about that? Yes, yes. He's going to... Oh, man. That's going to be hilarious. Like, that's also going to be weird, just never seeing the president. Nope, nope, nope. He'll be like fucking Diocletian behind a fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, curtain. Only only his, like, closest eunuchs and retainers will come near him. Yeah, I mean, and that is... So, when I, when I thought about it was going to lose and I got really into the idea of him and I got that idea for like the Biden novel. I did think of him as this like awful person, but tragic figure. Yeah. But, and now like then when it's like he, he became clear to be the nominee, it was like, how do, that doesn't work anymore. But I actually think it does now because like, if he becomes president, he will preside over the fall of the American empire more than Trump did. Absolutely. He would be, our, he will be, Forget Diocletian, he'll be fucking uh, uh, Romulus Augustulus. Yes. The line. Yes. Uh, that could really happen. And it would make sense. And, like, yeah, like, your version of him makes most sense as, like, the, the grave digger of empire. Yeah, it's like they, they finally give him the job for seniority. <laughs> like, sorry, show's over. This guy tried to get this job and was such an asshole that uh, betrayed, betrayed any good thing in him to get this. And he finally got it at a point when his brain didn't work anymore. And, like, that's a, that's a fucking perfect, like, Twilight Zone ironic ending. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. It's exactly how, it's exactly how these things go. Yep. Gonna be um, awesome. Movies are going to be good again, though, I think. Uh, I, Probably I, not. The toss-up, because I feel like there's both, like, the Trump obviously has this massive economic crisis, but if people blame it on China, it won't matter, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. 
the like the, the rule of history has always been true is that if the economy is bad, the president loses, and that is the fact. But no president has ever had something that they could totally ex- externalize the blame onto, like the Great Depression, the fucking crash in '08. There was no way that there was no explanation of it that ex- like kept you out of it as like the uh, the incumbent party. Now. He can say China did it. And if enough people believe him, then he somehow hurts the fact that he's presiding over the second president. Yeah, and it's it's like, it's one of those rules that I don't think you have to follow super closely because it's like, well, Nate Silver loves these. He's like, a candidate who's won South Carolina by X margin who's never lost the presidency, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, those, you your sample size for that is like just the 20th century, really. And so like, yeah, the, what you, yeah, what you just said about how like every previous example, there are no externalities they can blame it on. And also like, mm, yeah, it's not, it's not really comparable in scale, but there was, there was like a bit of downturn in 1970 or 1987 and 1988. And George H.W. Bush still fucking won. Yeah. But Mm, yeah, I mean, I do. Th- I think it's a toss-up too. I I could see the ways in which Biden loses very clearly. It's a little bit harder to see how he would win, but just my non-scientific evaluation of it, where it's like it's the most funny and like sort of tragic and shitty outcome in it's some ways. Outcome, and that has generally been the truest outcome so far. Yeah. I think it's a good, it's a better rubric than anything else because the sample size is about the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was just thinking. Uh, so, I, uh, the Biden shit, what was I going to say? Ah, oh, goddamn it. It's something that Biden, ah, uh... oh, never mind. Fuck. It was good. Never mind. Oh, my brain stopped. My brain is not turned on. Uh, but the, yeah, it's uh, the sample size is so fucking small that you might as well just say the funniest thing should happen, which would yeah. be Biden winning. Funniest thing happened with like Brexit and Trump. Those were both like, oh, what if they actually like won? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then yeah. holy shit, it happened. Yeah, holy shit, it fucking happened. Brexit was like Brexit was awesome because like it wasn't even supposed to be a referendum. And David Cameron was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, it's like, let's fucking do your stupid vote. It's like, oh, oh, we bloody passport. <laughs> mate. And th- that country is awesome because they are just like going down the fucking tubes. And they're, they just love it. They love it. They're so happy to finally die with oh, Boris. God. Like, thank God. Let me die. It, it's, it is like the Boris, like, they love Boris in that country. And they're, it sucks. Like, their country sucks. And it's like, <laughs> like, he's a big sticky oaf who, like, hates all pe- all poor people. And they're like, oh, that adorable rogue. It's because they have been bred to worship the most disgusting amongst them. Like, that's what yes. Lotter did to them. Like, that is in their blood. Yes, yes. And I think, I mean, we're, we're kind of. I mean, we kind of, I think that's where, where liberals are at now. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think that they, they're yet in a position to openly love Biden, but I think in like a, a generation or even like 10 years, like they're, they're working themselves up to it. The worship of the Obama family is like 
He's always been very irksome to me for those oh, reasons. But oh, just remembered. Uh, no, I oh, fuck. Boris Johnson, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Joe Biden running for president. Oh, right. The way he could win uh, is if the suburbs have really turned on Trump the way yes. the so far have appeared to. Because between the primary and 2018, the suburbs did a real hard swing. And if that is this, if that's sustained, then it doesn't matter that the that I do believe that you will see a drop in uh, in uh, voter turnout, but it will be made up for for the Democrats by a big swing in the in the s- suburbs. But how- oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear him. Okay. Oh, sorry. My, 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 no, I was saying I could definitely I could definitely see that. Like that's. That's a great example of how it could how it could happen, and like all their messaging and all their models seem to be geared towards that. Yeah, because like they, at the end of the day, they do dislike that Trump is rude. They do not like the stuff his hooting fans like. Like yes. they are, they find it embarrassing. They watch liberal media. They are they are SNL, Jalen, you know, uh, Jimmy Fallon. They are in the stew of cuckdom so much that they do find him uh, embarrassing as president and then that makes them not trust him and that makes them think that he's doing a bad job. It makes them more likely to believe that he's dumb and that he did something. It's, it is like the Boris, like he loved Boris in that country. And they're good. It's no, yeah, uh, yeah, and like people, the the praise of Biden from concert, like you know, like Jennifer Rubin, conservatives. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck to. Call. I mean, she is a conservative. No, I oh, fuck. Boris Johnson, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Joe Biden running for president. Oh, right. The way he could win uh, is if the suburbs have really turned on Trump the way yes. so far have appeared to. Because between the primary and 2018, the suburbs did a real hard swing. And if that is if that's sustained then it doesn't matter that the that I do believe that you will see a drop in uh, in uh, voter turnout, but it will be made up for for the Democrats by a big swing in the in the s- suburbs. But how- oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear him. Okay. Oh, sorry. My, 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 no, I was saying I could definitely I could definitely see that. Like that's. That's a great example of how it could how it could happen, and like 
all their messaging and all their models seem to be geared towards that. Yeah. yeah. Because like, they, at the end of the day, they do dislike that Trump is rude. They do not like the stuff that his hooting fans like. Like yes. they are, they find it embarrassing. They watch liberal media. They are, they are SNL, Jay Leno, you know, uh, Jimmy Fallon. They are in the stew of cuckdom so much that they do find him uh, embarrassing as president. And then that makes them not trust him. And that makes them think that he's doing a bad job. It makes them more likely to believe that he's dumb and that he did something out of incompetence. And so they are like this guy. And, and like Biden is obviously senile. But he is not he's still a he's still a politician in a way they recognize as politicians. And now they realize after four years that they actually do care about that. No. Like, yes. Them and they're like, oh, like deeper than I thought. I actually care about this. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like people, the the praise of Biden from concert, like, you know, like Jennifer Rubin, conservatives. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck to call. I mean, she is a conservative, but. I don't even know what you would just call that belief. He's just a liberal monarchist, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it is like there's this mass. Whenever Joe Biden does something that's like it's basically a form where he like wishes condolences or something, they're like, "What if we had a president like this?" And it's like, "Oh, that's what all of this is about." Yeah, that's literally what this is about. I mean, talk about like when you know, yeah, when. I hate to relate to relate to this to games, but Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. Oh yes, it's about a group of people who experience a incredibly convoluted plot that they believe was engineered to betray them, and they go so insane with a desire for revenge that they mirror the actions of their opposing group. But they just, due to like cultural chivalrous and uh, you know arbitrary reasons that people use, they're like, no, it's good when we do it, like. In Joe Biden, it's amazing how much he mirrors Donald Trump. Way yeah, more than Hillary. So like, uncanny. Family self-dealing and crookedness. Like, sex crimes now. Uh, just pompous, like, not that smart. Trips over his own words. Senile. <laughs> and, like, a huge history of race dating in the 70s. And it's like, no, yeah, literally, yeah. None of, none of this mattered. None of the stuff that they tried to hit Trump and the left with, let's be honest, in yeah. 2017 with, they never believed in it. They just cared about the, the few signifiers where they could tell themselves they're not doing uh, Trump shit. But it is, like all things with Joe Biden, even the victory is a tragedy. Yeah. Like, one of the reasons this feels like the end of things coming is, because, like, this does feel like he could be the last president, whoever it is, is that... Uh, both Trump and Biden, one of the ways, one of the many ways that they are very, very similar is that they both perfectly embody the, the, the content and history coming up to now of their uh, political parties. Yes. Like Trump is the history of the modern Republican Party. You trace a straight line from, from uh, Goldwater to, to Nixon uh, to Reagan. You thread it through George W. Bush. Uh, uh, you hook in for some Schwarzenegger. You add some Sarah Palin. Boom! You are at Trump, like the like the movement, like uh, the creation of like this white uh, suburban base that is totally mediated and creates like a, a, a like a spectacle culture around itself that it, that turns into you know by uh, Fox News and Limbaugh and turns into a pure moment of you know 
agreement, which has to be embodied by a literal performer and famous person. Meanwhile, Biden is the, the he emerges in the moment that the Democratic Party starts turning away from the, the New Deal uh, in, the, in the 70s. He emerges as like the embodiment of the neoliberal turn. So he is the entire last 40 years of the Democratic Party as neoliberalism has been has sapped everything of energy and vitality and slowly desiccated and turned into this flailing, wheezing, uh, decrepit old man. And it, he comes from a perfect place. Delaware, a land without really any characteristics or anything nope. distinct, literally just it's a tax haven. It's American Switzerland. Absolutely. He comes from the perfect... And I, I said this in the show we did today, but uh, it, it bears repeating. You know, those like awful breathless articles in 2016 mm. by, by the liberal media that were like, uh, Trump is the mirror of America. Oh, he's, no. the, uh, he's vain and race. And it's like, so is Biden. Yeah, <laughs> but he is. He's a guy who sucks at everything, has only made bad choices. Uh, probably, yeah, probably it's a fucking sex creep and he just gets the job because he showed up the most yep. times the and the time. right people liked him that's yeah. been everybody in that fucking party is like it's their turn except for the upstart obama who is sort of like the mirror trump just in that he was the guy who manipulated the media enough to like skip the line but now he's been totally processed into that thing now like obama's now as much of that establishment as any of them uh and they're all like just carbon copies of each other they're just yeah. different, like skin. Like uh, they've been reskinned. Like Obama has like the Kaepernick skin that like pisses off white suburbanites, and then Biden has like this fake patty Irish skin that like makes them kind of like him more. Yes, that's it. Uh, and I always say I think it's very telling. Like I was thinking about how Warren liberals talk about Obama, and they're like, he he inspired me to get into politics, but I just I wish he I wish he you know he was stronger. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's stronger than anyone in that party, but the, it's not for his beliefs. It's for himself. <laughs> like, yeah. He is, he is a cutthroat fucker, but for himself. And they never, yeah. the Warren people will never fucking get that. Even though, like, Warren fought that, like, the, the good things she did were fighting that administration. They still don't fucking get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's, like, yeah. He's refusing to death. He's he's like, no, if I'm president, that's like grabbing Excalibur and I'll like live forever because no one forgets the president. No. Like as long as he wins and dies in office, he will have achieved immortality. So that could be the last thing he thinks is his fucking brain shuts down. Obama, like, yeah, it really sucks how well Obama is going to make out of it because like if the empire collapses, people's memory will be like, that was the last great president. <laughs> he will be the one that people like look back fondly on. He'll be the cult figure. He'll be an icon. There'll be like cults around him. And it's he, like our, our fallen uh, martyr. It'll be very depressing. Even though he's the guy who's more responsible for it than anyone. Yeah. The guy who saw this company coming and was like, let's get Larry Summers on the case. Like just a complete operator, a complete fucking selfish prick. Yep. And, and no, yeah, he gets, I mean, this is probably more than he even he even ever dreamed of that he gets to yep. he gets to be historical. That's what people think two hundred years from now. The last yep. great president he could have saved the empire. Yeah, God, that <laughs> oh, sucks. Man. Oh, so tragic. 
It really fucking sucks. God. Bernie will be like, you know, it'll be people, some people think of him like a, a Debs figure. Probably not to, you know, they'll, but he'll never get the things he did to fight Obama that kept Obama from executing his worst acts of austerity and cynicism. Yeah. That won't be recorded. They'll just be like, he got a lot of energy in the party. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, kooky ideas. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, but we love it. Remember, like, it'll be like Debs or like Upton Sinclair, mm-hmm. who ran for governor of California in uh, 1934 on basically like a plan to abolish capitalism to fix the uh, Great Depression. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna record a solo on it this week. Oh, that sounds good. Reading a book on it, and that that election is just uncannily like that ours. And I think people will remember Sanders similarly as like a goofball, a goofball who didn't know what he was up against. No, yeah, that's it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, none of the, no one. I mean, this is a weird time to think about because I don't think anyone's really going to remember anything from this time. No. I feel like we're. This is a period. It's probably the most well-recorded fifteen-year stretch of history ever, and yet. No, everything, no one will remember really anyone from this time. They'll remember very little art. Uh, my, I'm almost, I'm, my, my, uh, my, my hour's almost up, so I got to get off. But I got to quickly say this. Uh, imagine how much will be forgotten because we haven't written anything down. Mm. Everything is on servers. What if the servers go down? Permanently? Yes, that's then a good point. This will be, even though it's the most recorded time in history, when the people are trying to figure out what happened in retrospect, there will be huge, huge gaps because it will all have been destroyed. Yes. Yeah. I do want to say, someone in chat said, what is this based on? Who can predict the future? Obviously, no one. Yeah. I'm just saying, if things continue on this trend line, that's what I feel will happen. But I, you but know, I'm, I, I, no way of knowing. we have no way of knowing. And I'm a very big Philip K. Dick guy. And Philip K. Dick, uh, his thing about the future was, it is actually sort of futile to predict it because the things that will, there's so much, there's, you won't even understand what the factors are going to be. Nope. It's, it's sort of futile to predict the future. We do it anyway because it's fun, even though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's entertainment. But it's, it's certainly like we, we stray when we start thinking that it has any kind of real power. No. Yeah. Form our, basically that it is our former actions. Like, we should not be acting on assumptions that anything will happen. We have to act, like, in the moment. We can't, like, assume Trump is going to lose or Biden is going to lose or anything. Yes. You've got to operate from much earlier assumptions than that because you can't know. That, yeah, no. Um, I mean, the, I, if, if I could make – if I was uh, head of the Department of Education, the two things I would make every child read, The Golden Man – which is the best short story ever written, and Ecclesiastes. Golden Man being about how you you cannot understand the idea. 